Hi, and welcome to the Rabin New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. It's good to be back in the house of God, uh, open back up the house of God. It's good to be here. We've only got just a handful of us here, but we're here to worship God this morning. Thank God. God made a way for us to uh, be able to open back up the house of God here at Raven New Testament Church. And uh, we're here to worship God this morning. We're here to get something from God this morning. I tell you what, I live up to that scripture, what it said. I was glad, Brother Rufus, when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise God. I tell you, I miss the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad that God made a way, as I said, for us to be able to open up the house of God so we could come to the house of God, have fellowship with one another, worship our God in spirit and in truth. Amen to God. And to see souls saved. That's what it's all about. But I appreciate you coming out to the house of God. Maybe we'll have some more come in after a while. If we don't, we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God and thank our God. God has been good to us in 2020, and we're here to let Him know and thank Him and praise Him for the goodness that He has been to us in 2020. And we're looking forward to 2021 with our God leading us and our God guiding us. Praise God uh, 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 in this year also. But I love you and appreciate you uh, this morning. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, God. God, we pray for the service this morning, God. I didn't come seeking man's will this morning, God, but I came seeking the perfect will of Almighty God. We pray for those that cannot be here this morning. Pray for those that could be here this morning. God, we pray this morning, God, that you'll have your divine way in this service, God. I believe the service has been appointed by you. I believe it has been anointed by you. And God, I'm looking to have a good time, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'll protect us this morning on the inside, God while we're having church this morning. Plead the blood and apply the blood of Jesus over this service, God. Bind the hindering spirits that tries to hinder this service this morning, God. God, we're here. We're here to worship you. We're here to praise you, God. You've been so good to us, God. You deserve our praise and glory. God, we pray for those this morning, God, that's, uh, amen, uh, put on the app that needs prayer this morning. He's touching their bodies this morning. God, we pray you'll touch them, God. Anoint Brother Kevin, God, as he comes and teach the Word of God to us this morning, God. Anoint our musicians, God, help me this morning, God. Anoint me this morning, God. I'm just looking for a good time. I look forward to getting here this morning, God. Amen. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of God. I love you and I appreciate you this morning. May the... Amen, God, uh, amen. May you bless us this morning in a mighty way. God, we give you praise and glory and honor for us. In your lovely name, we pray, amen and amen. Praise God. Brother Kevin's coming to teach us our Sunday school lesson this morning. Uh, Praise God.
Check, check. Well, good morning. Thank you all for coming out to the house of the Lord. I know God will richly bless each and every one of you. Yeah, we're few in number. <clears throat> but you know, the Word of God kind of predicts that in the end times. You know, uh, said there will be few chosen. Few chosen. Few will make flight. But you know, we got to keep holding on to the Word of God. We got to keep our faith planted in His Word. We got to keep keep on with the uh, with, with the struggle. Yeah, some call it a struggle, but you know it doesn't compare to what our Lord and Savior struggled with. It doesn't compare to what was asked of our Jesus. It does not compare to what some of the saints before us had to sacrifice. You know, a lot of them were killed and. And, and considered martyrs for the Word of God. Uh, many of those were beheaded. They were crucified upside down. They were sawn asunder. You know, have we been challenged that hard? Have we been challenged to the extent where we felt that our very lives might be in jeopardy? You know, even though, even though we get to those times in our lives, and our lesson today kind of justifies that, our lesson today kind of tells us of a person that, like the pastor says, a lot of times, die, sink, or swim. He was going to hold on to the, to the Lord. He was going to hold on to his God, and he believed that his God could save him from anything. Today's lesson is about a person with unshakable faith. Today's lesson is about a person that wasn't scared to pray, that wasn't scared to call upon the name of the Lord, that basically when his adversary was against him, that's the first thing he did was pray unto the Lord. You know, many times we find ourselves in those positions, but we get defeated. We get the what I call the mully grubs. We get, we get defeated and we, we lose our witness. By losing our witness, we forget to pray. We forget who blesses us. We forget who overwatches us. We forget who controls our destiny. You know, the Word of God said is your, the very hairs on your head are numbered. Do you think for one second that if he went to the extent of knowing the number of hairs on your head, that he would fail to save you in your time of need? I think not. Today's lesson is, is proof of that for one of God's children. The title of today's lesson is Daniel and the Lion's Den. I think Brother Bubba preached this message uh, a couple weeks before we, we uh, dismissed service. And it's so very important. This message right here is one of the, uh, what I call oldies but goodies. But you know, it has such a significant meaning. We should, take, we should take this lesson and we should take this story, this account. This, there was a man named Daniel. This is true. This is a true message. This is not fake. This is not fictitious. This is true. The theme says Daniel exalted to a high position in the Medo-Persian Empire and suffers wrongfully due to the murderous schemes of his envious political peers. 
where everybody always says politics, you got to be dishonest to be a politician. You got to learn to flirt with the truth just a little bit to be a politician. And to some extent, we've seen some of that hold true. Sometimes they try to exalt themselves to a different to a different level. But in this condition, gives you proof that you too can serve in any office that you want to serve and still have the love of the Lord applied to your life. It's possible. It can happen. Today's golden text says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. The law of his God. I ask you today, who is your God? What is your God? What do you hold most importantly in your life? A God can be anything. In these times, a God was sometimes a golden graven image. Sometimes it was basically just worshiping things other than the one true living God. You know, if you remember from the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other God before me. There's only one God. There's only one true God. There's only one God that was able to save himself and resurrect himself from the dead, and that's Jesus. That's who we should hang our faith on today. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Daniel, somewhere around the sixth chapter of the book of Daniel. But I challenge you to go back and read the first few chapters, and we would have had we been able to... Uh, to, uh, to have service, we're, we're going through, uh, through, through this book right now. The first few, few uh, chapters in that book told a, told a story about three men. Told a story about three men that refused to bow down to, to, to this king. You probably know that story, too. It's an oldie but goodie. That was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, these three men wasn't going to be made to bow down to no king. They said, we're not bowing to anybody except our God. I challenge you to go back and read that, that story as well because that's some great life lessons in there as well. Never give up on God. Never give up on no matter what the outcome is, no matter whether you've thrown into the fiery furnace or whether you're facing a, line, a den full of lions this morning, you have hope. You have a way out. Beginning to read in the book of Daniel, in the sixth chapter, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, verses. Uh, we're going to read it all. We're going to read uh, 1 through, say, 21 right there. And then we'll go back and we'll, we'll kind of pick out some of, these, uh, some of these high points in there. But I, want, I think it's very important for us not to break up the story. I think it's very important for us to read it at, 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 you know, at its length in order to be able to see exactly just what, what, uh, what folded out in the, in, into the story right here. Chapter 6, verse 1, the book of Daniel says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, yes, Daniel was the president, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no 
damage. Then this damage, this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. You see, the king saw the fruit of the spirit that Daniel exhibited. We hear that so many times in so many lessons and so many uh, sermons, the fruit of the spirit. You cannot have the love of the Lord in your life and not let it spill forward. He said, don't hide my, my love under a bushel basket. Don't hide, don't hide the light of the, the world under a basket. Let the whole world see it. You see, even this king, and I mind you, this was a pagan king. This was a king that basically believed in everything else but the living God. He saw some good in Daniel. Daniel you see, Daniel was, well, had the gift. He had the gift of God, and I know some of you, some of you have, have gifts as well. If you don't know what your gift is, then I suggest you pray to God, and he'll reveal it unto you. Some of you have the gifts of dreams. Some of you have the gifts of tongues. Some of you have other gifts that promote the kingdom of God. Well, Daniel's gift was he was able to interpret the king's dreams. Nebuchadnezzar which was overthrown at this point, the time of this story, uh, basically believed in Daniel's interpretations of his dreams. He, he saw the fail of this empire. He saw Nebuchadnezzar's own fail. And he predicted it. And it came true. So the other princes, the other presidents, they were jealous. There's going to be those that's jealous of you and I. There's going to be those that see what you got, the love that shines forth from your mind. Some people, they don't even want to hear it. I've been around people that they'll just turn their back to you whenever you start talking about the love of the Lord and you start talking about how good God is and what God has done for you that day. They'll turn their back and they'll walk away from you. They don't want to hear it. You see, those same people are serving to God as well. They're serving the God of this world. They're not serving the God of Daniel. They're not serving the God the New Testament church serves. They're serving a different God. Verse 4, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel, or they're plotting on him, concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful Neither was there any error or fault found in him. How about that? How about that? Could a group of your peers get together and scrutinize your life, dig deeply into your life, and come up with not finding any fault? Man, they could write a book about my faults. They could write a book about the things that I could have done right. They could write a book about the things that I didn't get right. But you know what? My God still loves me. My God still loves you. He'll still pick you up whenever you have those faults. They could find no fault in Daniel. Does that story sound familiar to you? They couldn't find fault in our Lord either, right? Whenever he went before Herod, what did he say? I find no fault in this man. 
Verse 5 says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Verse 6 said, Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. You see, that was the way they greeted the king during those days. Live forever. You see, those kings, they were so arrogant. They were so arrogant and they were... They were so caught up in their righteous living, self-righteous living, that they thought they were invincible. They thought they were somehow bulletproof. And you know, I might argue, had they had the love of the living God within their hearts, they might have been right. They might have been right. Verse 7 says, All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. You see, ain't that just like the devil? Ain't that just like man? That they'll dig so deep, they'll dig so deep into your life They'll look at your life so deep that they'll use your own religion against you. It's going to happen to us, church. It's already happening to us, church. They're already trying to control when we can assemble ourselves together. They're already trying to muffle the voice of God. Look at California. They've shut, they've shut if not all of those facilities, they shut them all down. They could do it here. But like Brother Bubba says in so many occasions, Brother Tony says, you can't shut down this church because this church is inside, inside your heart. You can't shut down that church. The only person that can shut down that church is you. So, so, so be mindful of that. We're going to face persecution. We're going to face bad, just like Daniel did here. Verse 8 says, Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not, wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. You see, they had a plan all together. They said, hey, king, we need for you to sign this decree right here, the statute that basically does not allow people to ask of any man or any God, anything, for a period of 30 days. So basically, what does that mean? That meant they knew Daniel was going to pray. They knew Daniel was going to make lamentation to his God. Everybody knew that. Daniel didn't hide it. The word says Daniel prayed three times a day. Said he left his windows open and would pray three times a day. Everybody knew he prayed. Everybody could hear his prayer. Everybody knew where he stood with God, even these men right here. And they used that one angle to try to destroy him. That's just like mankind. It's just like mankind. Men are so evil that they'll do anything to gain power and, and, and so arrogant to gain high offices and high positions that I've seen it happen. I've seen 
I've seen things happen that would just, that would shock you for people just trying to climb up the ladder. Verse number 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Did it change Daniel? Even though, even though he knew what the law was? No, it didn't. You know, we got, and, and this, is, this is a life lesson that we got to learn today. We got to learn this today because we're facing this today. I think there was a reason why our forefathers, whenever they wrote the Constitution, that they had a separation of church and state. I think that they knew, according to the Word of God, that they were not ever going to be able to, ever to override God and His power. So they put that separation there to where they, they should not or, or, or could not come against the church for their religious beliefs and what have you. But you know, it's happened. There's been violations. They make rules to break them. They make rules and they hold only those accountable that are subject to those rules. They don't follow them themselves. Our government today is corrupt. Our government, don't think for one minute that your constitutional rights won't be violated. Don't think for one minute that they won't go against the church. Don't think for one minute that they may not put a lock on those doors out there and say, well, you, you know, because of this virus or because of the next thing that comes along, you, say, you may say, well, Brother Kevin, what do you mean the next thing? Oh, there's more coming. It's been predicted for thousands of years. What we're going through right now, if you read your Bible, you'll understand. It's the fulfilling of God's Word. Verse 11 said, Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before God. You see, they, they, they eavesdropped on him. They spied on him. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. They were playing coy. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. You see, that was a trap right there that they were delivering to the king, and he wasn't smart enough to see it. I call it buttering him up. You see, it would have been okay if Daniel would have got down on his knees and prayed to King Darius. It would have been okay if Daniel would have been calling out Darius' name and you see, that's the way these dishonest persons portrayed what Daniel did. They used the arrogance of the king against him own self, his own self. They knew he was arrogant enough to fall right into that trap. And basically by him doing so, there was no way out. It couldn't be overthrown. It had to be fulfilled. The law had to be fulfilled. The king answered and said, The thing is true. 
according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. You see, they locked him in. They made it where he could not amend this rule. They made it to where they lifted him up on this pedestal and sat him there that he felt, he felt higher, he felt on a, on a higher level than God himself. Verse 13 says, Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but make it his petition three times a day. Who was he petitioning? The same God, the same person we should be petitioning. I, I challenge to ask, I mean, it's not my business. Do, do you pray three times a day? Do you make intercession three times a day? If not, then shame on us. Shame on us. But this Daniel, he did. The word said he was, they could not find any fault in Daniel. His only fault was he prayed three times a day. I pray, I pray to God that when God comes back, he finds me in that same condition. I pray for each and every one of us that we, that we have time to put our petition to God. Take time. If you don't have time to pray, well, then you're too busy. If you say that my job consumes me so much that I, Brother Kevin, I, don't, I, I really don't have time. Well, then you're too busy. Guess what? You're not serving the God that Daniel's serving. You're not serving the God that can save you in your time of need anyway. You're serving the God of this world if you're doing so. Many people are. Many people. Many people are being tricked. Many people struggle to serve the God of this world, thinking that it's, well, I got this big house. I got these fancy clothes. I got these fancy cars. You know, I, I must be doing something right. Are you? Have you prayed to the real God? Have you prayed to the Most High God? Have you prayed to this God that Daniel's praying to? Verse 16 says, Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast in him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Wait a minute. This was the same pagan God that just signed a decree that did not allow anybody in that whole province to pray to anyone except it might, they might pray to him or uplift him. This king, this pagan king, knew that Daniel's God could save him. I ask you today, how many times has your faith been shaken? How many times have you found yourself backed into a corner with it seemed like no way out? I, you know, I, shame to say I, I, I've been there. I've been there. You lose focus. 
you lose focus of who's in control to start with. You lose focus of the person that you should call upon. It happens to everybody. We get caught up in the situation. We get caught up. And sometimes the devil will attack you where it hurts the worst. He'll attack you with your kids. He'll attack you with your husband or with your wife. He'll attack you with your help. Yeah. He'll give you cancer. He'll give you affliction. He'll give you things that, in some instances, we give up. We give up the fight. We lose vision. But truly, this story right here is a hope. This is a hope. This is our hope today. Daniel was cast into a den full of hungry lions. I don't know if you've ever watched Animal Planet before, but I watched it not too long ago, and it was about the lions, how vicious and how ferocious. They're the king of the jungle, the king of the jungle. Imagine if you were, if you were to take one lion, starve that thing to death and throw him in a, in a, in a cave or a den and throw an old fat boy like me in there, reckon what he would do. I challenge to say that it, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. It'd be tough on me. But you know, if I was like Daniel, if I had this same unshakable faith and this same unshakable prayer life, I'd say, I don't care what you do with me. You throw me in there. I'm on. My God will prevail. My God will bring me out. And if I truly believe that, my God will bring me out. My God will deliver me. may not be like you saw it. may not be, you may say, well, ooh, that went, that went bad. Nah. You see, God knows everything. He don't work out plans according to what we think we ought to, how we, we think we ought to come out of it. He works out plans that are good for you. Sometimes he leaves you a thorn of flesh. Sometimes he leaves you Something, I call it a little, a little anchor point to where each and every day you're reminded of what he's done for you in the past. If you don't have that thorn of flesh today, <clears throat> I challenge you to pray like Daniel did. I challenge you because each and every one of us has got it. Each and every one of us has got things in our lives, in our body, that is a landmark or a mark of where God's brought us from. Mine's about a 12 or 14 inch scar that goes from my sternum all the way down. That's my thorn in the flesh. That's what humbles me. That was my lion's den. I ask you today, what, what's yours? You've had them. You've been through the lion's den. Brother Kevin, I ain't never been thrown in a den full of lions. You've been in there. You've been in there. And from what I said today, you, you, you came through them. Your God delivered you. 
But it's up to us to stand and give supplication to God. It's up to us to stand and give admiration to our God. It's up to us to stand there and say, God, thank you so much for what you've done for me. And if we fail to do that, he might not, he might not go in that line again next time. He might not deliver you from your situation next time. When is your next lines then? Could be today. Could be in the next five minutes. I know young people that this virus is just, it's wiping them out. Some people that are, appear to be healthy just wipes them out. I mean in just a matter of days. There's been so many deaths. There's been so many things that have happened to people that we know in these last, in the last month. I'll say in the last month. Should be an eye-opener to us. When is your next lines then? Will you face it tonight? Will you face it on your way home? Are you facing it right now? Pray to our God. Pray to the living God. You see, this pagan God knew who could deliver Daniel. He knew who Daniel served. He knew the power that Daniel had. I already told you he, he had the gift of, of interpreting visions and dreams, right? And it wasn't just he wasn't just saying stuff to tickle the king's ears. This stuff was happening. This stuff was unfolding. He predicted the downfall of the kingdom, and it happened. Verse 17 says, And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. You see, nobody was coming out. Nobody was going in. But I remember being stoned. I remember a stone being rolled before a cave before, don't you? I remember a man that that stone couldn't hold. In this case, this is the second time that a stone couldn't hold back. Beloved of the Lord, this is the second time that God prevailed from a cave or within a cave. And laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning David. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep sleep went from him. Well, you say, bro, Kevin, if this king knew that knew that uh, Daniel's God could save him, well, why did he lose sleep? Why did he have to fast? Why did he have to worry? You see, there's things that are required from us. We have to do our part. We have to, yeah, we're going to struggle. But, you know, we got to hold on. We got to do our portion. We got to call out to our God. He'll lower that hedge just a little bit to where those fiery darts can come over and pierce you. He'll lower that hedge just a little bit around your family where he 
where the devil will be allowed to attack your family just for a season. It'll happen. If it ain't happening right now, it's coming. If you're serving the Lord, it's coming. We got to be ready. We got to do our part with God. The king was sick. He was worried. He was worried sick. He loved Daniel. He knew Daniel was important. He couldn't even sleep worrying about Daniel. Verse 19 says, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, this is very important, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, King spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? That's a great saying right there, right? We should take that saying right there and we should etch it into our memory. We should ask ourselves every time that we go through a trial, every time that we go through a situation, every time our child is sick, every time our grandchildren are sick, every time we need an absolute move from God, we should say this. Is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? What's your answer to that? I say yes. I say yes. If not, if you've done your part, if you've prayed out to the living God, then that would make him a lie, right? If he doesn't deliver you, that would make him a lie. He's not a lie. His word's not a lie. Verse 21 says, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Verse 22, My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Verse 23 says, then, the, then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he, he believed in his God. They could not find one scratch on him. They couldn't find one scratch on him. The same den full of lions, no doubt, have killed many other people many other people. And to kind of go to the end of this story, these people that wrongfully accused Daniel, guess what their fate was? Guess what happened to them? The lions were fed is what I, is, is all I'm going to say. The lions were fed. You know, today's objective in the lesson not only is to shake our prayer life, to remind us of how important it is to hold on to the Lord. But 
the objective here is to emphasize the importance of integrity, faithfulness, consistency, as, as Daniel did in his life. You see, and I see it, I see it time again, time and time again. I have to remind, I have to remind my own children, my own family of this. I tell them, I said, you can't just pick God up and put him down whenever you need him. We're all guilty. You know, something comes up against us, we'll we're quick to fall on our knees and pray before God. We should be doing that anyway. Whenever your next situation comes upon you, it should fall upon you as you are praying on your knees and making supplication. Well, that don't make sense, Brother Kevin. If you pray continually, if you pray with diligence, you'll be ready. You'll be prayed up. You'll have on that full armor of God. You'll be able to Fight this spiritual warfare. You see, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. You're not going to be prepared if you don't. You're not going to be prepared if you don't pray continuously to, to your God. Also, our objective is to demonstrate through Daniel's experience that the righteous may sometimes suffer wrongfully and that when handled properly, the suffering itself may somehow bring glory to God. Wouldn't that be great? If you're going to die for something, to die for the Most High God, what you think your reward's going to be? It's going to be a good reward is what it's going to be. You know, he told us we're, we're, we're led daily like lambs to the slaughter. And you are. Your lion's den doesn't end. Your trials don't end. You're going to be tried. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be talked about. And sometimes some of these darts will come from the people that you love the most. Sometimes these darts will come from your close friends, church people. Sometimes. Just like Daniel here. He served with these other governors. He served with these other princes. He considered himself a servant. His only fault. He prayed three times a day to the Most High God. And he was held accountable for it. You'll be held accountable as well. They'll look at your life. They'll look at what God has done for you. They'll look at your prayer life. They'll look at your fruit. They'll say, man, I hate, I hate him or I hate her. They're coveting. They see what God's doing in your life. They're jealous. They want what you got. It'll happen. It'll happen. But you know what? I say stand fast today. I say hold on to God. I say plant your feet firmly in your prayer life. Don't let that change your prayer life. Don't let that change how you serve God. You hold, hold on. Be persistent. Be faithful. Be consistent. And you will prevail. God will deliver you from your lines then this morning. Many of you are facing this morning.
Many of you on YouTube are facing this morning. You're in your lines den right now. The stone's been rolled in front of the door, and the only person that can get you out of there is Daniel's God. He could be your God, too. I challenge you today to read the rest of this. I, whenever I teach these lessons, I, you know, I, I don't think it's right if we just stand there and we just read through it because you know, I think, I think we've got to believe it, and I think we've got to know it, and I think we've got we to gotta dissect it, and we've got to apply it. We've got to apply it to our lives. I thank you today for coming. Uh, we'll be getting ready for the next part of the service here. Here, get up, shake, uh, get up, and greet everyone. Let's not shake hands, but uh, we'll be ready to go. Thank you for coming. We'll be ready to go with the second part of the service pretty quick. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.